0: Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our Constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us at theamericanfreedomparty.us.
1: Now's your chance to get the last of the Resolution Radio Blood Tees. Only a few left available before we try to do a reorder. This has been a high-selling item, and we really appreciate everyone's support in getting this shirt and showing their pride as well as showing their heritage. Nothing counts more than blood. Get yours today from Resolution Radio. Only $25 plus $5 shipping and handling. It really helps the network improve and you really get a great product to showcase what you truly believe in. Nothing counts more than blood. Only from Resolution Radio at resolutionrdo.com. Send check, money order, or well-concealed cash to Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066. That's Sonny Thomas at P.O. Box 27, Springboro, Ohio, 45066.
2: Today, we call it bone broth. And for thousands of years, our ancestors enjoyed its benefits before it became lost to our modern diets of processed junk. We are now introducing Caveman by InfoWarsLive.com, the ultimate and true paleo nutrition with bone broth, turmeric root, chaga mushroom, and seven total primal superfoods in a single great tasting formula. Caveman. It's those people living in the wilds, having to actually build civilization that are our superior ancestors. And we need to do everything we can to recapture that. Everyone knew that you used all the parts of the animal. You used the meat for sustenance, the fat for cooking, but you used the bones for strength. From the outside structure full of minerals and key cofactors to the marrow that produces the blood for the body. This is the engine of the life essence. I'm a long way from the caveman my ancestors were, but I'm sure as hell trying to get back to that essence. That made us what we were, and this is a big part of it. I know you're going to want to check out Caveman Ultimate Paleo Formula for yourself and ForwardSlife.com today.
1: You're listening to Resolution Radio. ResolutionRDO.com.
3: The perspective of what we've been taught and how Trumany, this Truman show really is, is vital to us fighting this. It is. You have to know what game you're playing in order to fight it, right? So they never proved it was contagious. They never proved it was infectious or a disease caused by an airborne virus. Now it's starting to make sense why the doctors and nurses and doctors' offices of sick people don't get sick. When your spouse has the flu, you don't get the flu. When, uh, when somebody in your household had what they called COVID, you didn't get it. Why is that? How could that be if it's so rampant, so infectious that you must wear a hazmat suit with a hose coming out of your head? Ah, because that was a lie. So the lie of the contagious infectious disease caused by an airborne virus was launched. And then, of course, you have to have the solution, kind of like how they developed the vaccine before they even named COVID. It was so simple because they already had the shots ready. You already, you already have them in production. You don't need to know what the virus is. <laughs> you already have the cure. I like that. It's backwards, but I like it, right? Uh, and so uh, if you if you can control a populace by saying that people can spread it, Because back in the day, people were told to wear masks and cover up and stay home. Then of course, you have all the control in the world, right? All you have to do is say it's highly contagious. Welcome back to the Alex Jones show. I'm Kate Daly, your host for the hour and from the Kate Daly show, katedalyradio.com. I am marked safe today from criticizing, just merely criticizing the FBI raids, as I was warned, Uh, Liz Cheney's delusional speeches, Dick Cheney's non-blinking, non-blinking psychotic anger and uh, the IRS agent SWAT teams that are moving in for the kill. I feel safe. I'm not safe from chemtrails, but totally safe from those four things for the next 24 hours, I hope. Um, also, this just in, I just wanted to say this is this is a true headline uh, from Daily Tech News. Wind powered cargo ships are about to change history as they move goods through the ocean now. Possible launch of these wind powered ships is due to make their official breakthrough in 2024. This was breaking news wind-powered ships. What a time to be alive (laughs) in 2022. Now all they need is a band of pirates. I know where they can get a slew of them. How about Washington for starters? And how about every nook and cranny city and county in the country uh, that's being taken over? So I was up at seven this morning and uh, I do research well into the night, every night. And I usually do uh, four or five hours a day. That's no joke, for 10 years, okay? And I was already tired of the left-right paradigm headlines. I just hate it. It's just getting old. I wonder if they're getting tired of putting forth these narratives because I'm getting tired of reading them. But of course, Liz was fired every so often. They seem to sacrifice one of their little sacrificial lambs, those doing their bidding, you know, to the gods, uh, to to Satan, and then uh, give Dominion uh, software rest. So especially after we realized that we have 180,000 IRS agents plus to take your assets. They don't want your money. They can print money. They can print money. Uh, They can print all the money they wish to like they've been doing for decades. But they want your assets and they want your kids. You thought I was gonna say asses, didn't you? They want your asses. They want your assets and they want your kids. That's what they want. That's what they're after. And it is, it's terrifying. But today, I want to bring you some working research in this hour because I feel like uh, I can bring you some facts, and then you can decide if it's some sort of conspiracy theory. I bet that just made, I bet that just made the FBI so happy for me to say that. But spoiler alert: uh, this is a conspiracy of several people. So I'll go over the facts, and then you get to decide. Okay, but this is a big deal what I'm about to talk about because it turns COVID-19 and it turns the entire narrative of the medical cabal on its head so you decide I know that whenever I hear the word toxicology my brain kind of shuts off because of the last two and a half years having to deal with all these horrendous lies and headlines and yours might too But don't let it because you're going to want to hear this, okay? And it's going to come from my research I've done over the last two years on this subject. And then also William Engdahl did a great piece at williamengdahl.com, a toxicology piece. And so that's why I say the word toxicology. But you're not going to be able to forget what I'm about to spell out because it's that vital. So we had, I'm going to take you back 100 years. We had several outbreaks of really unique symptoms back in 1907, 1915, and 16. Outbreak of sickness in New York City and New Jersey kind of were where the hubs were. So keep that in mind. The director of the Rockefeller Institute, his name was Simon Flexner, MD. Simon Flexner, remember that name. Um, it's kind of like a Dick Cheney. Funny, whenever I see Dick Cheney, I always think 9 11. Why is that? <laughs> anyway, uh, Dick Cheney. Ugh. So that's kind of a Dick Cheney guy, Simon Flexner. And this was a huge opportunity to. Come up with a new discovery, a brand new discovery that the world had never known, and he was about to deliver it to you. Here he is, director of Rockefeller Institute, and what his discovery was was he and Paul Lewis was this invisible thing that they invisible to the naked eye that they wanted to call a virus. They named it a virus, and they said that it was uh, caused all these this, these couple of outbreaks that were just kind of strange with strange symptoms. Called it. Poliomyelitis, poliomyelitis. I'm sorry, poliomyelitis. I'm like the name murderer. So you know that anyway, poliomyelitis. So the word poliomyelitis simply means this inflammation of the spinal cords, gray matter. And there were about 2,500 or more New Yorkers, mostly kids. And they had this form of poliomyelitis, including paralysis and even death, not all of them, but some of them. And orthopedic surgeons at the time began to kind of find this number of paralyzed children all of a the sudden. They couldn't figure out why. So from 1900 to 1950, 1950s, every key phase of the business was controlled by people that were tied to the Rockefeller Medical Cabal. And I'll explain this. I'll explain how they did this. The fraud started with claims by the director of the Rockefeller Institute, Simon Flexner that he and Paul Lewis, his colleague, had isolated a pathogen. This is where it's important to realize this. They isolated this pathogen, invisible, even smaller than bacteria, they said, which they claimed was causing paralysis, sickness in the series of these outbreaks. Okay. And the reason I'm talking about this today is because whenever you talk about vaccines or medicine, and we're going to be talking more about vaccines because I know they have a whole bushel more to sell you, uh, to push you into is that everybody plays the polio trump card. So we're about to blow that out of the water. So how did they isolate this new invisible thing that they were declaring to the world, the Rockefeller Institute, as a new discovery? How did they do that? Well, here's the facts. In a paper published in 1909, in the Journal of the American Medical Association, the AMA, Simon Flexner claimed that he and Lewis had isolated poliomyelitis virus that was responsible, and they reported that they successfully passaged, quotes, passaged poliomyelitis through several monkeys, from monkey to monkey. Now, I know you're asking yourself, why did they have to do that? It's a good question. They began by injecting diseased human spinal cord tissue of a young boy who had died, presumably from this invisible virus that they claim to be a virus. And they took this, this spinal cord, this diseased spinal cord tissue, and they put it into the brains of monkeys. Seriously? Yeah. They put it into the brains of monkeys. And after the monkey fell ill, a suspension of its diseased spinal cord tissue was injected into the brains of other monkeys. And they fell ill. They proclaimed that the Rockefeller Institute doctors had proven poliomyelitis, virus causality for the mystery disease. Why did they have to inject the brains of monkeys with diseased spinal cord to discover a virus? Why did they have to take that step? Seems odd, doesn't it? If you have a bacteria, something's wrong with you. It's really easy to go, well, there's a bacteria. We can see that under the microscope. This is something that is affecting you, right? And many of the things that we incurred, like black plague and all these things, were bacterias. And we also had poor sanitation and that's how things spread, okay? So why did they have to inject this into the brains of monkeys? Why couldn't they just take the sample of spinal cord tissue and tell you what was in it? Why couldn't they do that? Ah, this is where it gets so interesting. Wouldn't a virus, if it was an actual thing, be able to just be identified on its own? You'd be surprised. When I had Judy Mikovits on, I asked her if virus had to be taken from somebody, a swab, like snot, whatever it is. And it had to be processed or passaged through five different things, kidney cells, which are really easily like diseased, monkey kidney cells, and all these different things, then to show you what virus you have. Did you know that? The sample has to be drug through disease in order to tell you that you're sick. Ooh, that's a really big tell on what I'm about to tell, tell you as well. So Flexner and Lewis admitted that we failed utterly to discover bacteria as a cause, either in film preparations or in cultures that could account for the disease. And since among our long series of propagations of this virus, no one showed in the lesions They basically said this, we decided that it was going to be this new discovery called a virus because we couldn't find a bacteria, not because they proved it was ever a virus. They never proved it, ever. Virus was a made up word. They just couldn't prove it was a bacteria. So they came to an assumption. You have to stay tuned for the rest of this. I'll be right back. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host for The Alex Jones Show.
1: People say Alex Jones is crazy. He's a conspiracy theory guy. He's a nutcase. he got these rants and all that. Uh, What they miss is that this guy's ahead of the curve on so many different topics of signal, not noise. If you look at the signal and you compare that to PBS and NPR and BBC and we'll do what Alex Jones put out there versus what your collective body has put out there, and if you're sitting a human being and just watching it, you say, well, God, Alex Jones was ahead of this. Not only that, he kind of explained it. If you are one of the great thinkers of this. That is very rare. You've got to go back almost to the revolutionary generation and see that. In this new book, i got to tell you, when Tony Lyons first approached me, I read this thing. I go, this is it. This is no beach tree. You're not going to be flipping pages here. You're going to be having a pen out. And you're going to be underlying stuff. The Great Reset by Alex Jones. Order your copy now at Amazon or store.com
3: Welcome back to The Alex Jones Show. So glad you're listening today. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. Glad to be here from KateDalyRadio.com and The Kate Daly Show. Well, I'm also marked safe from monkeypox. I forgot that one because I'm a heterosexual female. Yeah, anyway, um, they're trying to sell that hard. And uh, I hope people aren't paying attention to that. There's gonna be a lot of these. And maybe today's show will have some impact on the way you view the world and on your perspective. I'm hoping that happens. By the way, you're hearing about all these supplements. Get them in bulk right now. I have a feeling that so many of these things will end up being outlawed. Pharma has to win, and and we might as well name the country. Seriously, while they're renaming all the forts, Fort Bragg and all these different names, um, renaming them, we might as well just rename America Pfizerica. I mean, we are bought and sold by Pfizer now. So, Because Pfizer is so dangerous, let me tell you the path that they took to get themselves into the medical cabal. This is really interesting and really interesting what they admitted to when they came up with this invention called a virus. Okay, so Simon Flexner, Rockefeller Institute, and Paul Lewis, who isolated this so-called virus, admitted, and I quote, we failed to obtain such bacteria from the human material studied by us. We felt that they could be excluded from consideration, meaning we just didn't find bacteria. So we came up with a whole new discovery instead of finding out what it really was. So convenient. Anyway, I, especially when you're trying to make a name for yourself. So um, what they did was make this bizarre claim, that a leap of faith, not a scientific claim. It was never based on any science. Based on greed, based on a takeover, never on any science. I love the word science, don't you? Anyway, where is Bill Nye, the entertainer guy, when you need him, right? Uh, So they took their hypothesis of this thing, and they said they they had made it a fact with no proof whatsoever. And they said, therefore, the infecting agent of the epidemic, polio, belongs to the class of the minute and, and filterable viruses that have not thus far been demonstrated because, you know, we just made it up. So we really can't demonstrate it with certainty under the microscope. You get that, right? They couldn't show you what it is on its own. They can't take a, st- a sample from you and show you a virus. They have to passage it, dredge it through five different diseases, comes out on the other end, and then they say you have this particular virus. It's very crafty. It's very clever. Simon uh, Flexner simply asserted it must be named this discovery of polio that was killing the monkeys instead of, you know, what they were like injecting into them because they couldn't find any other explanation. So this was not scientific isolation. It was just speculation, assumptions, and honestly, they just wanted to come up with something new. So they admitted this in December 18th, 1909, In the JMA, J-A-M-A, I should say that better. The nature of the virus of epidemic poliomyelitis. Sounds really like, oh, we got this nailed, doesn't it? Sounds really (laughs) medically. Okay, the so-called virus they were injecting into the monkeys wasn't pure. Get this. It wasn't just a virus sample either from the infected. This is what they put into it. Pureed spinal cord, fecal matter, flies were ground up. Yeah, flies. And they also, they injected this into the monkeys to induce paralysis. Well, I'm sure it was if you put all those foreign diseases and and grotesque things right into a brain. I'm sure it would. It also contained an undetermined amount of contaminants along with it that were unnamed, you know, in the other category. So, Until Jonas Salk came along and won approval for the U.S. government in April 1955 for the polio vaccine, which, by the way, was already starting to wane. It was already going down. It was actually unneeded at that point. No scientific proof of existence of a virus causing poliomyelitis or infantile paralysis is what they used to call it. That became the... Uh, Infantile paralysis was the first thing that the government really supported on research, government money, your money. And uh, they came up with that eventually became the March of Dimes. You'll recognize that. So what they did was the medical world took over uh, Flexner's word that it has to be a virus. Just has to be. It was acclaimed by everyone. So if you're Simon Flexner and you work for Rockefeller, what do you want? Oh, you want everybody to acclaim... (laughs) And say how wonderful you are and that you did this thing. You didn't, but it it helps to have some good press, you know, like when uh, so much of our mainstream media is owned. So uh, he arranged for his brother, Abraham Flexner, who was only a school teacher, no medical background whatsoever, to head a joint study with the American Medical Association. Remember, no medical background. He went around to all of the schools, all of the medical schools at the time. There were 165 of them. And they took this new Flexner report. Sounds official, doesn't it? And they closed down half of the medical schools. And they said that they just needed to be closed down. That's all there was to it. The school teachers walking around going, yep, you and you, like Oprah, you get a car, like you get, you know, you get to get closed and you get to get closed, that sort of thing. It changed everything we know about the medical world because it was a kind of a silent takeover. And what they did was they deemed them that they weren't, you know, hip enough to uh, go along with the AMA and be controlled. And they liked their homeopathic remedies and the country doctor up to that point. They didn't, this is how they, they trained. They trained the country doctors that were solving problems left and right without all the side effects of pharma. So what do you have to do? If you're trying to have a takeover and you invent something called a virus, you want to control the medical school. So that's all they learn about, right? And so they also take it as fact really easy to do that when you own the medical schools and you get rid of any medical schools that won't go along with you. Smart, very smart. So the Flexner report from the Rockefeller Institute wanted to destroy medicine and replace it with pharma. So really what they were were saying was, we want to get rid of health and we want to replace it with pharma. And the outcome of the report was very predetermined. So the Rockefellers and the AMA were about to take over and the Rockefeller money went into all these select schools and, and they were able to vet all the, the professors, right? And uh, they were actually able to target chiropractic, osteopaths, independent, um, holistic, you know, uh, schools, just so they could make it so that you had to join the AMA. It's very smart. The Rockefeller money uh, went to all of this and they had to accept Pasteur's germ theory of disease. They had to accept it. There was no debate, which claims one germ to one disease reductionism. Rockefeller controlled media launched a coordinated witch hunt against all these different forms of alternative medicine. And that's when things like um, like uh, marijuana, all these different things started to be demonized by the Flexner report. They started to demonize any kind of natural vitamin, herbal remedy, and chiropractic. Why? Because pharma, when they started all their chemical use and they started making all these chemicals, right? They wanted those chemicals to win. And they wanted those chemicals that were used in World World War II uh, with the Nazis. I mean, they really wanted these chemicals to prevail and they were about to. So the Rockefeller Institute's Virology Laboratory came about. That's how it came about. That's how they named it. It was a brand new entire field of study. Not only that, its own laboratory, its own independent field, separate from, ba- from uh, uh, bacteriology during the 1920s. Isn't that crazy? And uh, they realized they could manipulate far easier. Just claim the deadly pathogens were invisible germs. Easy stuff. Be right back on The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. Back here with you on The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. So ironically, the word virus comes from Latin. You know the meaning? Poison. Yeah. Poison. Anyway, I know. Fun fact. Uh, Virology was a creation of the Rockefeller medical cabal. Let me repeat that. Virology was a creation of the Rockefellers, the medical cabal, the takeover. and. In medicine, you know, diseases like smallpox, measles, poliomyelitis declared to be caused by invisible pathogens, specific viruses, right? If scientists could isolate the invisible virus, theoretically, they could find vaccines to protect people from harm. Wow. So their theory was then launched, and the government got in on financing. An entire vaccine program, an entire vaccine program built on the back of pharma, who, by the way, had done their experimentation in World War II and were ready to go. That's really that's really something I think that needs to sink in for people to see this in the big picture, because the perspective of what we've been taught and how Trumany, this Truman Show really is, is vital to us fighting this it is. You have to know what game you're playing in order to fight it, right? So they never proved it was contagious. They never proved it was infectious or a disease caused by an airborne virus. Now it's starting to make sense why the doctors and nurses and doctor's offices of sick people don't get sick. When your spouse has the flu, you don't get the flu. When when somebody in your household had what they called COVID, you didn't get it why is that how could that be if it's so rampant so infectious that you must wear a hazmat suit with a hose coming out of your head ah because that was a lie so the lie of the contagious infectious disease caused by an airborne virus was launched and then of course you have to have the solution kind of like how they developed the vaccine before they even named covid it was so simple because they already had the shots ready you already have them in production You don't need to know what the virus is. You already have the cure. I like that. It's backwards, but I like it, right? Uh, And so uh, if if you can control a populace by saying that people can spread it, because back in the day, people were told to wear masks and cover up and stay home, then of course, you have all the control in the world, right? All you have to do is say it's highly contagious. And so they even admitted that they had not proven how the disease even enters the body of a human being. And as one experienced doctor pointed out in a medical journal, they said, our present knowledge of the possible methods of contagion is based almost entirely upon the work done in this city at the Rockefeller Institute. Interesting how they're the only ones that seem to know all about virology and no one else. Amazing. So there was some pushback. Several doctors came out and said, you know, this is not a thing. This is not a finding. What in the world are we doing? But they had to have three things happen during this time. There was a plan, a conspiracy between the people at Rockefeller and the AMA, and they wanted public health. And in a free society, you don't need public health. They wanted public health controlled at a federal level. They wanted Johns Hopkins to be the mouthpiece and training ground for the medical cabal. During the COVID thing, covid What did you often hear about? You often heard Johns Hopkins telling you what was going on, right? And then they honestly invented that brand new thing called virus. So they could come up with an entire vaccine program at a time when we had great sanitation and we did not need a vaccine program, but they were going to push it on the people and they were going to tell you, you needed it and make you very, very, very afraid. So during the 1930s, uh, they had economic depression, then war, outbreaks, a little few outbreaks here and there. And I do have a big question for you. What caused those? Because along comes DDT, World War II. They start spraying the fields. Henry Kuhn was a consultant to the U.S. Army. He oversaw the field studies of spraying DDT at the time. They said it was safe. It wasn't. And he later became a part of the Rockefeller Institute. Isn't that amazing? Yeah little job promotion, you know, the use of DDT, they said was against typhus and malaria. Did you know that we didn't have a problem with malaria? I think we had like six deaths from malaria in the entire United States for like a a course of like four years. Okay. There was no need for this, but they came over and they started spraying it. They started telling you, you had to spray your cows with it, all your vegetables, all your fruits, everything. And that it needed to be covered with this DDT so that you wouldn't have, you know, these things. Right. Um, So they started spraying it and all of a sudden polio started this huge outbreak and started to all these polio symptoms, okay, started to show up. Why were they showing up? This was so strange, right? And uh, what a correlation though, what a correlation from cases to when they were spraying, because why did it start to wane even when we didn't have Jonas Salk in the vaccine, Is because they started a year before it started to wane on the polio cases. They were, uh, they were, the farmers were told to spray less because there was some information coming out saying that it was more dangerous and toxic than they had thought and that there were untested side effects. Yeah. Crazy, right? So the toxic effect on all of these vegetables and plants, and you have to remember, this is when we started mass producing food. This is about the time we started mass producing food. Chemicals were going into the food and we needed all these little agencies running around to try to like the FDA and that's provided cover for pharma. That's why they were uh, erected. But the FDA, you know, to be there to help us through the use of all these chemicals and make us so-called safe. They didn't say take the chemicals out. They would just say reduce the chemicals. It's interesting that it used to be DDT and today we have glyphosate over spraying. huh are they doing it to us again autism started to spike in 1995 when they started over glyphosate that's kind of interesting correlation that comes from uh, stephanie senoff dr stephanie senoff from mit so you just keep renaming it and you just keep calling it safe still poisoning us from the sky from everything it's kind of amazing how they were able to do it. So Henry Cum became the director of polio research, the same guy who oversaw the DDT spraying. Doesn't that make you feel warm and cozy? It does me. I love that. And uh, he also funded the polio vaccine research of Jonas Salk. I know. It's kind of like they're all in a big old bed together. Doesn't it feel like that? They're all cozy in a big old bed, just all sleeping together. So uh, there were doctors that, that gave pushback. It didn't do enough. It didn't do enough. And people didn't know what to say. And the fact there were doctors that came out and said, vitamin C is a powerful detox. That can actually help those symptoms. They didn't go to the cause yet, but they went to the symptoms and they said, vitamin C, vitamin C, vitamin C. And they enrolled them in certain, uh, you know, certain things to show people, hey, we're actually curing people with these vitamins. Yeah, they didn't like that. So what the uh, Rockefeller uh, Institute did was they called that quackery. Quackery. Not what we're doing. What you're doing is quackery and those people were alive. So the uh, Jonas Salk polio shot then sent out 90 million infected polio shots, all uh, diseased with monkey kidney virus. OK, and uh, didn't tell anybody. They admitted it later. I know it's always later, but they uh, sent those out and then cancer went through the roof a decade later. Interesting, right? So... um then, so we have DDT and it was banned in 1972. Polio then really didn't kind of come up. The symptoms of polio, okay, so-called polio. So DDT use goes down, polio symptoms go down, polio shot starts giving people polio. It was a whole nother scare. People started getting it from the shot and they never said you couldn't get it from the shot, but we got a lot of cases from the shot. And it was never in uh, the media as such, of course. They would never admit to that. Of course not. But we got chronic fatigue syndromes and we had meningitis and we had Guillain-Barre syndrome and we had MS. All these things started cropping up. Cancer, one in three and cancer. And in the year 2022, after we've been taking all their poison remedies for cancer and still dying. Are we ever going to go back to the start of this cabal and ask how these things are happening and how they're able to peddle these things through pharma? Are we ever going to ask those kinds of questions? Are we ever going to see the entire vaccine program for what it is? Because if there's anything great that's come out of the last two and a half years, it is an eye-opening experience to be able to see how far your government will go to get these shots in your body. I'll be right back. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host on The Alex Show.
2: So many people over the years, have walked up to me randomly on the street and said, super male vitality is incredible. Why does it work so well? And the answer is very simple. It takes from Chinese medicine and other ancient traditions, known herbal compounds that boost libido, stamina and energy. And it comes from cold pressed herbs. So they're not boiling or heating up the herbs that are known to have these natural effects. It's cold pressed. It's been sold out for eight months or more, it's finally back in stock at InfowarStore.com for 25% off Super Male Vitality. And it goes great with X2, which is also 25% off. But if you get both these products together, they're 40% off in a combo at InfowarStore.com. So X2 and Super Male Vitality, 40% off together or 25% off individually at InfowarStore.com. It's amazing. Try it today.
3: Welcome back on the Alex Jones show. I'm Kay Daly, your guest host for the hour. So let's get right back to this because there's so much to explore. And I had a huge question going into this research that I needed to solve. I needed an answer. So I'll give you one theory or a theory, working theory. But uh, DDT went away in 1972, as I was saying, and the polio polio cases fell uh, even before the shot came about. You can do your homework on this. By the way, um, Only 1% of all the polio cases had a problem with paralysis or death. Very similar to our numbers today. You know why? With uh, Blovid, because you know how it's always 1% the vulnerable with 1%? It's because uh, all of them are that way. It's always the 1%. They just want all of you. It's like Munchausen's by government. They want all of you to think you're all vulnerable instead of just the 1%, which has always been that way. So the Rockefeller Institute and Simon Flexner, Flexner report that ousted our country doctor and ousted the way that we did things that actually worked. Um, And then we got pharma on steroids in their AMA, Rockefeller, Johns Hopkins, public health cabal. Okay. Public health. What is our main job? To ensure that you get your vaccines. How perfect, right? Give me a break. So Uh, So we had this toxic poisoning from DDT that we think was causing the polio surge because right when they stopped the spraying and they started reducing the spraying, those symptoms went away. You always have to ask what caused something, right? And I've done some shows on this, so I hope this piece of the puzzle is making more sense to you um, today in this presentation. But let me just say this. uh, The same Rockefeller group financed the Nazi eugenics at the Kaiser Wilhelm Institutes in Germany in the 1930s called the American Eugenics Society. So when I asked last week some questions and I said, hey, uh, is the Nazi program still just continuing under pharma? What do you think the answer to that is? So what caused the initial outbreak in 1915 and in 1907? Because DDT wasn't introduced until it was actually that it was a Nobel Prize given for its uh, invention, but it wasn't actually introduced into our system until the 40s. So, so really spraying all the time. So what happened to cause that? And it just kept getting to me. I could not answer that question. And so uh, I went back and I looked at uh, New Jersey, where they had a majority of the cases, and also New York. And there was a Calco Chemical Company um, that was founded in 1915. At a site close to uh, Bound Brook, New Jersey, and it was adjacent to this Raritan River. Uh, so to manufacture coal tar, you know, uh, things and also make synthetic dye stuffs. Synthetic dye stuffs came from pharma. That was the precursor to pharma. Before that, we used, you know, dyes from flowers. We used dyes from things, and in the fields, you guys, we used wild cucumbers and certain flowers to keep the pests away. We didn't need all these chemicals. They introduced all these chemicals at the turn of the century. So America, it became America's cyanide calco chemical division. And it was interesting because it was very, very close to the area that had the major outbreak. And then, of course, the, that river run, ran through New York and out to the ocean. And they had some cases going on there. That's kind of interesting. So you had all these new synthetic dyes in clothing and fibers and chemicals and everything. and. It's interesting cyanide comes up because a VA, a vet just told me that the VA told him he needed B12 and they gave him the cyanide version of it. It says uh, C-Y-A-N in the very, very first part of it instead of the methyl version. You always want the methyl version of B12, uh, but they wanted to give him the cyanide version. and He was like, are they trying to kill me? <laughs> well, um, and so uh, so one theory of mine was that this was a spike affecting the immune system. There had to be something affecting the immune system if they came up with this so-called virus out of thin air. So what was it? Was it chemical poisoning? They started using this. They started bleaching the flour. They started doing all of these things at the turn of the century. They started using this huge amount of chemicals in our massive food production supply chain that we didn't have before. It used to be, you know, local. You got you got it from farmers um, and you made things yourself. But now we had massive food production. So we started having all these chemicals that pharma introduced, right? Used in all of these things. Is that why we had the outbreaks in New Jersey and New York? Just asking the question. Right. Because uh, it was only like, what, 32 miles from Boundbrook, New Jersey to Trenton, where Trenton was a huge outbreak. Strange. Just a working theory. And so dye wastewater is considered to be pretty harmful, toxin, carcinogenic to human aquatic life, right? And what's funny is, is that when you think of this type of thing, you think people out there, these hippies fighting for the EPA, they love EPA control, even though the EPA is such a cabal. And so horrific, uh, but they. This is more of like this leftist. You know, I'm going to fight for the chemicals in the water, right? And it's interesting because we don't ever really look at were we being poisoned. Was it just our our body responding, our immune system responding to all the toxic chemicals they were starting to use? Pharma was starting to use these. Everybody was starting to use these, and all of a sudden, these certain symptoms started cropping up that really hadn't cropped up before. Hazardous effects of dyes and all their synthetic dyes, dysfunction of the central nervous system, kidney, reproductive system, brain, liver—all of these things. So let me ask you this: Was this a way to? You have the FDA prop up, and they go after the companies, right? And they say, okay, you can you can use less product, less chemicals in the products, right? We're gonna we're gonna gauge how you're doing, and we're gonna keep tabs on you, and you have to go through our control, but. Was that an effort to not have it go linked back to pharma? To not have it say, well, the pharma is the one producing these chemicals. Pharma's the bad guy in this equation. No, it was the companies using the chemicals they were given, right? They were the bad guy, the sole bad guy. They might have been a bad guy at the time, but they were the sole bad guy. So was the FDA there to provide cover so that the pharma could get away with this? And then when they brought the whole vaccine, Uh, And all their medicines to the forefront, nobody questioned them because the Rockefeller Institute made them into the hero, saving the day. Here we come to save the day, you know? I mean, look at it. What do do we do in medicine? The doctors will tell you that we wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for vaccines. They have saved us. How so? Really? Do they really believe that? How many times are we injected with something that hurts our immune system? Because you either get a bacteria, right, or you are your immune system is reacting to something that's happening. It would have to be that we're consistently sprayed all the time, right? Like cattle, we should just start mooing seriously. That's how it feels anyway. So there was a lot more to that story about the chemical manufacturing because a couple of years later they started getting reports that maybe some things were happening with the people. <laughs> you think? Um, but there had to be an answer to some chemical poisoning. And that chemical plant was the only new thing in the area. It was the only thing that it changed. And when you go to certain areas, you have to say, okay, what in that area changed? What was different? What would have been causing these symptoms all of a sudden? They spray in the spring, right? And people were getting all these symptoms in the summer. It was like the summertime disease. Isn't that interesting? So, uh, and they're spraying again right now, right now we're back into the fall and Spray season, right? Cover your heads. So, are doctors taught in medical school? Is, is there a section called chemical poisoning? That would be interesting, wouldn't it? Because they would start to really see the effects of what pharma does to the body and what chemicals do to the body. Our bodies weren't made for chemicals. Do they question why we need an entire vaccine program if we have great sanitation? Why doesn't anyone question that? Why are we consistently taught that we have to have all of these shots? To be okay we also were taught that it was infectious and contagious really so does that explain why amazon workers postal workers people at costco that worked there and uh, of course walmart workers never got sick if they were so-called around people all the time in the heart of covid lovid you know it must not be very contagious and it must not be very infectious. Maybe it just means that your immune system has either been hit pretty hard or not hit hard and that your immune system is reacting. And this is why whole families of people don't get sick at the same time because maybe it's not so infectious and not so contagious. Have you ever wondered why antibiotics don't work for virus, but only bacteria? Hmm, I hear crickets. Have you ever wondered why? Could this possibly answer that question? Oh yeah, that doesn't touch a virus. You just have to go home and take some uh, vitamin C and some Tylenol. Boy, what a convenient answer. And why would the control takeover happen if they weren't trying to hide something? Why did they need to take control of all the hospital training grounds for the doctors? All of the different uh, buildings they had and the places they had. Why did they have to control that if they weren't trying to control what they were learning? Because what they were doing was just fine. Buy extra supplements right now. As many as you can to help your immune system. Please, you need to do this, and you need to have a you need to have a whole lot of them. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host for the Alex Jones Show. Thanks so much.
1: You're listening to Resolution. Radio, 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 resolutionrdo.com.
2: Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest-priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, Get to GoBurkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. We have the new product at InfoWarsLife.com, BioTrue Selenium. We've had so many requests over the years for selenium, and
1: just recently, we were able to source a certified organic, bioavailable selenium from mustard seed extract. When you take selenium in the body, it actually benefits the detoxification systems in your body. It helps balance the thyroid gland. It helps detoxify. Selenium
2: is another one of those absolute must-haves.
1: The highest concentration of selenium is. In the thyroid gland, but it's actually used all over the body. As a matter of fact, there's 25 genes in the body that are directly dependent upon selenium. So it really is a all-around nutrient
2: that everybody really needs. I'm taking it now, every day. This is so key. BioTrue Selenium is the product, the best selenium that we could bring you. We believe it's the best out there at a very, very low price. Exclusively available at InfowarsLife.com or by calling toll free 888 253